Welcome to Rate My Bop. Hosted by me, Becky Jerrams. And me, Paul Andreas. Join us as we rate a whole host of amazing... And not so amazing albums for your listening pleasure. We'll tell you the tracks that are whack. And the songs that are just plain wrong. And also the good songs as well. Today's episode is being recorded on the 29th of February 2020 in Becky's Boudoir. Yay! Hiya, love. Hiya! We're back. Welcome to episode three of season three of Rate My Bop. Yeah. With me, Becky Jerrams. And me, Paul Andreas. Tonight's episode, we're talking about Harry Styles' second album, Fine Line. And we have some stats for you. Oh, in case you didn't know, we're Rate My Bop. Oh, yes, we are. Should we introduce ourselves? We've just gone straight in. Just we like, have, we, we figured you know the format by, by now. episode three, if you're not on board, then where are you? But just in case there's any newbies, because we'll probably post this on some Harry Styles like fan pages, right? Yeah, why not? So we are a duo, of, a friendship duo. Yeah. <laughs> a duo friendship of friendships. Duo. Uh, who, we love music. We love music. We, we write music. Talking. We love talking. We love singing. And we like rating albums. We do. And today we're going to rate Harry. We are. So we've got some stats for you. Go for it. This is Harry Styles of One Direction fame. It is. It is his second studio album. Mm-hmm. It debuted at number three in the UK and hit number one on the Billboard charts. Wow. It was uh, broke the record for the biggest debut album from a British male ever of all time. Wow. Sold over half a million in the UK. Um, oh no, sorry, sold over half a million worldwide. And, no, uh, in the US. On oh, the US. Oh, so. And 100. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't do the, the stats because I literally cannot read my own writing. <laughs> You've got to get the stats right because Harry's fans will be kidding. <laughs> They'll know, they will know that I they Okay, will. half a million in the US, 100,000 yeah. in the UK, which is pretty good going. There's a lot of people. It is, and it's not been out long. Um, it had 76 out of 100 on Metacritic. Is that a good thing? What's that? That is very good. That's good. Okay. And there has been four singles in total. The the latest one being Fallen, which was sung at the Brit Awards last week. And if any of you saw it, it was a very, very emotional performance. So you have the stats. We have the stats. Shall we get to our ratings? I believe so. So in the true spirit of Rate My Bop, we rate things out of things to do with the artist. And for Harry, we've chosen... Pearl necklaces. Because he's bringing them back into style with his gender-fluid vibe. Yeah. Um, and he's bringing the pearl necklace into his aesthetic, which I'm kind of into. We're all here for it. I'm here for Who it. Who doesn't like a pearl necklace? <laughs> I'm here for Harry's pearl <laughs> necklace, let's face it. Um, we all love. So... Out of five pearl necklaces, what did you give? Harry Styles, fine line. So I just want to say, as a preface, preface, disclaimer, um, that I have only listened to this album one time on on, uh, YouTube. I'm um, nodding, my, I'm disapproving <laughs> Shaking your my head, head. Disgust. Yeah. Um, The other albums we've rated this season so far, I have listened to quite a lot and lived with a lot. Um, I haven't actually gone out and bought this album yet. I rushed listening to it. So this is purely like from my first impression of the album. Okay. Um, cool. I just want to make this clear because I feel like perhaps the score could ebb and flow depending 
on how often I listened to the album and how familiar I came became with the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but on first impressions, I have given the album four pearl necklaces out of five. Wow. And I feel like it has potential to even go a little bit higher if I got to know the songs. Oh. But I don't know if that's just like my gut reaction from first listen and maybe, you know, after a few more listens, I wouldn't feel so strongly, but... That was my first impression, was four out of five. Okay, well, me, I have lived with the album. Okay. And I gave it a huge five out of five. Really? Wow, you never give fives. I never give fives. And I have no idea why this album grabbed me as much as it did. Because I'm not known for being a Harry Styles fan. No. I'm it's not, not known normally for being your, a One Direction fan. It's not your normal kind of music it's either. It's not my normal kind of music. And to be honest, I heard songs um, on the radio, which I liked, and I didn't even realise it was Harry Styles. Really? So when I listened to this album, I was so surprised and so impressed. Wow. And... Then I felt like watching his Brits performance. Again, I found that so moving and off of the back of knowing the album mm-hmm. now and then seeing him perform live and he absolutely nailed that performance. It was very emotional and I felt like he definitely had like Caroline Flack and everything that yeah. happened, unfortunately, with her this month. I think that was on his mind because he did date her and, and she was in the public yeah, eye. And the lyrics in the song really do make a lot of sense yeah. to actually go to go with that story. Um I hope this album is big for him. I know we read out the stats earlier, but I do feel like this album has the potential to grow in sales. Um it's still doing well in the charts both sides of the Atlantic. It's still in the top ten. The singles in the top ten. Um, Maybe it's one like, that will kind of just linger and linger and continue. Yeah, I feel to, like this is Harry's version of Adele's Twenty One album. Okay. I don't think it's going to sell thirty million copies, but I think in terms of fans that it accumulates, I think potentially it could be huge. And I think if you did listen to it more. You're right. I think your score would go up. I think so because there was a couple that. It was just, perhaps the reason I didn't give it a full-on five was there was just a couple that blended a bit in the background. There was some that maybe felt a little bit long and didn't grab me as much as the others. But overall, the whole vibe of it, I was really loving it. Um, And I think perhaps if I was to live with the songs a bit more, maybe I'd actually even like it even more. Yeah. Um, It feels like he has totally just gone to another level. And I think that nobody realised when he was in One Direction what a true artist he really I was. I did Like now when you see him, like his style, his voice, his vocals, his his songwriting, his guitar, like everything, it's just it feels like he is becoming He's one grown. of those classic artists which yeah, yeah. you know, when he was singing What Makes You Beautiful, which were fun pop songs, but you would never see that side of him mm. when he was in one direction. And now mm. he's grown and evolved and I think he's really become something so much bigger than anyone could have imagined from those yeah. days. And I think even this album as a springboard for the album number three, I think will be even bigger. I just think he's going to win over so many fans. He's won over the critics. Um, I think if he had some very well-timed performances, say 
headline Glastonbury slot yeah. or a Grammys performance where there was a lot of people or even Eurovision, if there was a, a big audience watching yeah. him perform, I think this would go stellar for him. Yeah. Um, I just, I loved so many songs on this album. I felt like the songwriting was great. It was really impressive. It's very sophisticated. Very sophisticated. Very sophisticated. And it's very, um, it reminds me of very like 1970s uh, Fleetwood Mac, Cat Stevens. Mm. It's this era of music. It's like retro, it's raw, it's real instruments, it's real depth. And I don't think that that many artists in this day and age write these kind of songs in this kind of production style. And I think it's like a brand new world for a lot of younger generation listeners who only knew One Direction before it's kind of opened their ears to a whole new side of music and I think that a lot of them are very receptive to it which you know people say oh kids just want to listen to you know pop crap or whatever but that is not the case I think a lot of people are responding to this authentic Mm. style um, and his audience is growing with him. Again, it's a very real, raw feeling album, and it's about love, and it's about heartbreak, and the, he's released, um, the singles he's released, Watermelon Sugar, Adore You, Lights Up and Falling. Uh, all of them are bangers, aren't they're they? They're all bangers, and there's more on the album. There's a song on there called Cherry, which I particularly love, because it's about looking at your ex being happy with someone else oh, okay. and how it makes you feel. That was the one that that was one that didn't grab me. That was one after hearing all of the bangers. I was like, I felt like it dipped for me for Cherry, but maybe I didn't listen to the story yeah, enough. Yeah, if you listen to the story and he's like, um, like it's almost like I can cope with you being with him, but please don't call him by my nickname. Oh. And it was really like so genuine like and that happens to people when you hit you hit, see somebody with a little like in joke with one boyfriend yeah. or whatever and they get a new one and you're like hang on that was with the old boyfriend it's and it weird, just felt it? like the songwriting was so reflective and grown up about how you want someone to be happy but how it makes you feel like the bittersweet so hence why it was called cherry because it's oh, like the sweet and the sour. That's so clever, very symbolic. It's, yeah, I, I really I, liked the one that stood out to me when of not the singles but the album songs was Sunflower Volume Six. Yeah, I put this is such a cute and strange little song. I think yeah. it's so sweet, mm-hmm. um, and I really liked that Canyon Moon song. I thought that yeah. was really Cat Stevens' Road Trip in the Desert. Yeah, um, I feel like a lot of this album as well. I feel like you could just be really stoned when you're listening to yeah. it it's like a stoner like album said, it's got the 70s feel for it the imagery you know watermelon sunflower cherry yeah it's all very luscious and yeah the I fruit mean, of life canyon isn't it moon like canyon moon it's all very visual it gives yeah. you an instant visual for those words um and this album really does put you in a happy, positive place. Like you said, people probably smoking a spliff and absolutely <laughs> loving life listening to it. Um, but that aside, vocally, oh there's my God, some it's amazing, amazing vocals. Yes. There's some very sexy as fuck it's vocals. It's a very sexual album, isn't it? Very it's sexual. Like and sexy. also, technically, the title track, Fine Line, which is the very last song on the album... 
he's singing the whole song basically in falsetto and as a guy who can sing falsetto that is really freaking difficult to sing a whole song in that and it's part a bloody long song as well and it's a long song he's got very good vocal control yeah his voice has matured so well um i think like you were saying the musicianship for this album it's very instrumental yeah you know there's so many different layers to it it's it's not um it's it's not like a simple album it's very it's just very well crafted it's you the can only... tell that every layer has been thought of everything's been crafted and honed and and the best and the best feel like they've worked on it and yeah. honed it and created this you know and it's very chilled out album. like i've put chill cool gorgeous like these are all the it's very yeah. like a soundscape, isn't it? Summery, smiley. What's your favourite of the singles? Um, my favourite of the singles, God. I think for me it's Lights Out. I just, I don't know, I just love Lights it. Lights Out is so quirky. And that video, have you seen the video? No. Oh my God, it's like, so everyone's calling it the bisexual anthem. Um, right. And in the video, like... Harry just looks sexy as all how and he's kind of half naked and he's on this like island in the dark and there's these whole like crowds of like kind of half naked men and women and they're all just like rubbing up against him they're all in this like big kind of sort of like an orgy but nothing's happening but they're all kind of like writhing around on top Mm. of each other and it's like men and women and he's just like throwing his head back and just like letting go and like being hedonistic and it's like his kind of admittal of his sexuality well I put I feel like he's questioning himself in this one yes he's very and I've not seen the video gender fluid and Mm. just like I don't know not even it's not even like he's labelling himself as bisexual he's just being really open and fluid and free and that's what the album and like reflects do you know what it's a very odd first choice single to represent was that, the first that album one? that was the first ah. new song anyone heard to me that's an odd risky move because it, people he, could either love he it he knew it would make an impact that's turned the completely off by it yeah um, i think they loved it though yeah, and, and I think it was your favourite. It was my favourite. It wasn't my favourite single. I love the song, but I think my favourite single is Adore You. I think the vocal is just so sexy. It's very catchy, that one. It's feel good, it's happy. I feel like that. There's a few songs where I disappear when I listen to it, and I put. I feel like he's singing it to me. There's a few... There's a few songs that give me that vibe of being the only one in the room. Mm. Like, I don't know, it's powerful. There's something about the way he's singing. It makes you feel really gripped by it. Yeah. I was not a fan. Now I feel like I'm a freaking huge fan. Have you heard the first album? No. There's some good stuff on the first album. I think this album, like, is... A huge step up. The first album, there were some really, really great tracks on it, but I, there was a couple of like wishy-washy, like it was okay, but it didn't grab me songs. Mm. But I feel like this one has been like a step up in a big way. 
but you could see the potential from album one, like where mm. he was leading to. Mm. Um, and you could hear his artistry in album one. Um, and I loved Sign of the Times. And I loved Sign of the Ghosts. Times. I think it was a song called Two yes. Ghosts. Yeah, it was a really great yeah. one. There yeah. was some really good stuff on there and some mm. really like rocky stuff as well. Like I think there's a bit of a rocker in Harry that's waiting to come out as well. Oh, definitely. Like, what a melon sugar. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's, got, he's got it all at this point. I think he's on fire. I'm really interested in his career. He's going to just keep shooting and upwards, I think, at this point. I find it... I wonder how the other boys in One Direction feel about Harry's success. I actually read an interview or like a, a headline. Um, I think it was Zane or one of them. And they basically said that they don't feel like they recognise him anymore. That when they see him in the, the outfits and with what he's singing about, they feel like it's all a bit of an act. That they don't know who this guy is. That they think it's pretentious. Um, I don't know if that was just sort of made up for the papers, but I could imagine that perhaps that is what they feel about it. Well, I think that... that he went to um, America and became, you know, what, what, he reinvented himself and who is this guy, you know? I think um, he was always one of the main ones. And he was One Direction, he wasn't was, he? He was, yeah. And Zayn, you know, Zayn was successful initially, now he's not... Liam, never rated Liam, so I would imagine he's as jealous I as like hell. I like Niall. Yeah, well, I like Niall. I think Niall's really he's coming into his own at the moment. He's music. Yeah, he's coming into his um, own. So I wouldn't write him off. The other one, what's the other one? Louis. Oh, bless him. I like <laughs> him. Hate his music with a passion. Um, Is he the one that's like something on the bedroom floor or something? No, that's Liam Payne. Oh, that's Liam. Liam's Oh, Louis, my I don't even... Oh, Liam, Louis's Louis. like the sort of chubby one. Yeah. I think... You know, Harry was always the star, but I don't think people expected him to be as good as this. No. And he was clearly, like, One Direction did amazing. There was some moments in One Direction's albums, though, which had reflections of this. Like, Fool's Girl, yeah. there's a song called Fool's Girl, which mm. is a gorgeous ballad. And there was some really, there was a little bit more experimental and not the obvious pop stuff. And I felt like it, there was something. I don't know if Harry was behind those songs, but mm. it is weird to me that they were kind of there and then it's evolved to him doing this. Like, yeah, I think so maybe there was. was always the potential for him to kind of, get more artistic with what he was yeah. doing and now he has and all I can say is onwards and upwards totally. I'm here for it so am I a very well deserved 5 out of 5 and a 4 but maybe could be higher in future mm. pearl necklace indeed well thanks for joining us Bubbers, on this special Rate My Bop episode let us know if you agree with what we think what your favourite Harry style song is we'd love to know let us know if you also hate Louis' music from One Direction or if you as much as I do or if you if think it's, it's brilliant and we're just <laughs> awful people yeah and if we should indeed review his album well who knows we could try <laughs> we could but we'll save that to the next episode maybe <laughs> <laughs> so until then we'll see y'all later bye bye